Well, hello everyone. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. My name is Joseph Matichich. I'm the Secretary of the Seventh-day Adventist Church in South Australia and I'm your host for the program today. Welcome along wherever you might be joining us. It's great to have you. Our text line number here is 488 Love to hear from you where you're listening from and what your thoughts are. Welcome along to another new week uh, on Drive Time. Our topic this week is the Bible, the church and the environment. And the question we're going to be looking at uh, today that we're going to be starting off is what is our uh, responsibility with the with the environment? I'd like to welcome my co-host today, Pastor William Mawala. William is the pastor of the Paravista and Gawler Seventh-day Adventist Churches uh, in, in Adelaide. And uh, it's great to have you here, William. Yeah, it's good to be back in the studio with you, Joseph. We're kind of doing a bit of a swap and change again, we aren't are, we? We are. I'm in the hot seat now and you're um, manning the controls, which is good. But I think the bottom line is we're both in this together and it's yep. it's it's good to be able to, to, to kick off another yeah, week uh, on, on, on drive time here. And um, look, William, um, th- this last weekend um, was, was Halloween and um, it, uh, it it's interesting as um, over the last uh, little while um, – there has been a real increase in um, how um, Halloween is celebrated in Australia. I've re- noticed um, more and more uh, people are starting to to dress up with those various costumes. Yep. Um, people going out. Um, you know, once upon a time, Halloween was really seen as as mainly an, an American thing, but. Um, it's really growing in popularity here in Australia. For example, yeah. um, the, the supermarkets in the lead up to uh, to Halloween, in the lead up to uh, to, to the date, uh, the supermarkets have um, all this merchandise. It's almost like in the lead up to Christmas, where you see all the all the Christmas decorations mm. appearing in the lead up to Christmas. Now you see more and more uh, in the lead up to, to Halloween, and. Um, like alluded to, um, people uh, wearing costumes, but not not just not just any kind of ordinary costumes. These, this is kind of an interesting thing, you know. The costumes people dress up as as vampires, ghosts, uh, even you know with skeletons. Um, I've even seen uh, some that look like the Grim Reaper, some like kind of like impersonation of the devil. Um, then then there are uh, on on houses and on people's uh, front porches or or their their front fences uh, strung up um, things uh, such as you know decoration to look like cobwebs or ghosts hanging um, skull like figures um, and I don't know what it was like for you William but um, yeah on the weekend certainly in, uh, our, in our neighbourhood uh-huh. uh, we noticed it uh, quite a bit and there were were people out and about uh, in our in our neighbourhood. Um, now, it, yeah. a lot of it's now driven by you know, very much where, where children go door to door, engage in what's called trick or treat, um, and you know they, they go to people's doors yeah. and you know that they, they, they expect a, some sort of a, a treat, and it's seen like it is seen as though it's just a harmless kind of a thing. But um, is it really harmless? And 
you know, we, you know, here on Drive Time, right, and Faith FM, we, we, we want to explore all these kind of contemporary issues as well. And, yep. um, uh, I think a lot of our listeners and uh, I think would probably be aware that there are some other deeper meanings to Halloween. And, you know, it, it's worth us, uh, looking at and sure. exploring that a little bit. You know, what is Halloween? Are, are you familiar a little bit with the, the origins of, of Halloween? What, what, what's it all about? Well, what I understand about Hollywood, uh, so Hollywood, <laughs> saying Hollywood, Halloween, I think, um, October 31, and just looking a bit online here, it actually, it has its real, uh, origin in, in, in a pagan festival, in a Celtic, uh, festival. And so it's, uh, a Celtic festival of Samhain, I think it's pronounced, as I'm reading. Um, basically what would happen, Joseph, people would light bonfires, wear costumes, and they basically ward off ghosts and all this type of stuff. So it, it, yeah, it's uh, so it's got a very uh, spiritual uh, tone yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. On, on you know, um, uh, d- dating back for th- thousands of years, William, um, the the name Halloween right. refers to All Hallows Eve. Okay, um, there you go. <laughs> the evening before All Saints Day, which is November one. Uh, that was a holiday created by uh, uh, the Roman Catholic Church hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Um, the um, the Catholics honoured dead saints on on that right. day, right. November one, um, and um, and so th- this is to um, to mirror uh, the pagan traditions that could be traced back to to the Druids, a, a Celtic culture in Ireland, Britain, and, and Northern Europe. And uh, yeah, as you sort of alluded to, that yep. um, that pagan tradition was the feast of Samhain um, annually on October the first. Right. Uh, sorry, October the thirty first. October thirty first mm-hmm. uh, to to honor to honor the dead. Um, and like you said, they they would light the um, these bonfires, uh, marking the end of the Celtic year and the beginning the beginning of a new one. Um, and mm-hmm. um, they. Uh, it was fed on superstition. The uh, the Celts believed that the souls of the dead roamed the streets and villages at night. Mm-hmm. And since not all the spirits were thought to be friendly, uh, gifts and treats were left out to pacify the evil ones and to ensure that next year's crop would be would be plentiful. They'd also dress up in disguises to try to uh, to confuse the the vengeful spirits. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, you know. <laughs> So that, that's some of the origins of it. That that, that uh, where um, where it comes from, um, and um, we, we can now now nowadays with Halloween, people um, as I said that they dress up in these various costumes, and um, uh, we have children going door to door doing uh, trick or treat. Um, it, it, it's again another one of these these things that that that, that uh, people in our country are celebrating. And I'm not sure that they fully realise the, uh, the the origins or the meaning of it. Mm. Um, and yet, h- here it is uh, with its origins. Now, pe- some people might say, "Oh, look, it, it it's harmless. It that doesn't mean anything. It's just yeah. a bit of fun to, to to dress up." But is it really harmless? And is it something that really we should um, uh, just ignore, or is there something that that, w- that we should do about it? Particularly, mm. particularly for anyone who who is. Um, who is serious about God? Who is serious about um, what the Bible? What the Bible teaches? Um, then I think this has significant ramifications, doesn't it, William? Yeah. Um, especially when it's it's essentially um, trying to, to do various things to to ward off spirits, uh, honouring the dead. Uh, we know that the Bible speaks significantly about it, doesn't it? Um, first of all, 
um, how should we respond to that understanding from a Christian point of view? Mm. Well, what does the Bible tell us about, I guess, the dead? Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think just in generally, you know, the Apostle Paul says in, in Ephesians, um, I think it's pretty relevant to what you're saying now, right now, uh, Joseph, it says there in Ephesians 5 verse 11, have no fellowship with unfruitful works of darkness. And Paul even goes a step further, he says, but rather expose them. So I think whenever we delve within these topics, you know, we have to keep coming back to what the Bible says. Mm. And I think uh, um, the Bible, I believe, for my study of Scripture, um, Joseph, it's very clear on this, you know, what about uh, these ideas of, you know, uh, you know, what happens after we die, basically. So, mm. you know, I think the probably the text is kind of jumping out at me now. Uh, Joseph is, Ecle- uh, I think it's in Ecclesiastes verse chapter nine, uh, mm-hmm. verse five, where it says, uh, Solomon says, the living know that they should die, but the dead know nothing. Yes. And so I think when you go through scripture, it's very clear that when a person dies, the you know, Jesus called it asleep in John 11. There's that famous passage with uh, the story of Lazarus being raised. And so when you look, I guess, and look, people are listening today and we're not, we're not trying to say to people to not to have fun and not to, you know, enjoy yourself, particularly for kids, you know. But, you know, we have to say, well, how does this line up with Scripture? And I think the Bible's clear on, on, on this particular topic. You know, you look at the Old Testament, you know, God was uh, very specific that the Israelites were not to delve into witchcraft and mediums and all that type of... Um, he was, that's yeah, right. So, okay, I'm just kind of coming from that perspective. Yeah. And should I, as a Christian, be involved in it? You know, that's something for people's conscience to dictate for themselves. But all I can say is as a pastor and as a a person who's trying to align myself with the Bible, you know, should we be involved with things like this? I don't know. It's, um, I don't, you know, I don't think it's, like my personal opinion, it's probably not something, well, we didn't celebrate it, I'll just put it that way, in my house. And, you know, that's just the conclusion me and my wife came up with, you know. And, look, I didn't grow up celebrating Halloween, as you mentioned. Mm. And I think it's just something that's being pushed uh, recently. Mm. So, um, obviously, there's the the business side. You know, they just want to – it's all about money, you know, basically at the yeah. end of the day. But, you know, we have to, as Christians, be uh, have to ask ourselves whether the things we're participating in and – Contribute our time and our resource and our efforts to, you know, what does the Bible say? And that's all I can say. And I'm just going to say, what does the Bible say about spirits and supposedly, you know, celebrating in a sense this idea of these, um, you know, the, these departed saints and yeah, spirits? Yeah. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. But I just think personally, my personal view is, you know, just to probably, um, you know, to steer away from it. And, you know, I'm, I'm not he- trying to offend anybody, but, you know, I'm just trying to say, hey, this is what the Bible says, and, you know, th- they're the principles there. So, look, if people are listening and they had kids that went out and knocked on doors, we're not saying that that's evil in a sense. We're just trying to get back to what's the meaning and the roots of Halloween. And when you do a bit of a study, yeah. seems to suggest that it came from a very spiritualistic, uh, paganistic roots, you know. And not just not just Halloween, it's everything that we do in our in our calendar. So Yeah. So yeah, that's kind of my um yeah, that's my I, I, take on it. I think you're really highlighting a very important thing there, uh, William. We, we we need to need to be discerning. We need to yeah. understand what's what's behind some things Absolutely. and and uh and yeah, watch what watch what we do and mm. it'd be great to hear from our listeners. What are your thoughts about uh 
Halloween. Uh, what should our response be towards that? I'd love to hear from you. Text us through on 488 880 How should a person, a, a Christian, from a biblical point of view, respond towards Halloween? Text us through on 488 Eight double one, and William, what you've highlighted there is, I think, a, a yep. very significant uh, 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 part of the response, and that is understand what the Bible says. Mm. The Bible makes it clear yep. that um, that they're dead um, uh, spirits aren't around; that the, the dead know nothing. Uh, the Bible teaches that the the death is asleep, um, that the dead will know nothing until the resurrection day. Yes, um, it, it makes that clear, and so um, that's that's important. We, the Bible also uh, warns against uh, trying to contact the dead or having yes. anything to do with the spirits. Yep. Um, uh, furthermore, um, yes, the devil may be real, um, but there is no need for us to to be trying to to dress up sort of like him or to to kind of be wanting to invoke anything of him or or his powers. Now, I guess on a practical, practical thing, William. Um, you know, if uh, if we're in you know in our neighbourhood and people in, in, in involved in it, we ourselves don't have to necessarily, but it can be an opportunity to no. um, perhaps in conversation raise it with with your neighbours no. um, and um, share something. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe our listeners have a suggestion for us how <laughs> how they handle uh, Halloween or how they handle this this weekend. Love to hear from you. If you if you have any thoughts, please text it through to us. What did you do uh, when you had people? Come to your door, uh, children coming, trick or treating. How, how did you respond? Uh, <laughs> any, 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 did you offer any alternative, any, any thought of, or any, any other way of uh, perhaps in a wholesome way pointing people to the, to the truth of the Bible? So we'd love to hear from you. Um, look, uh, we, we uh, want to offer um, and launch a, a, another book offer for this week. And um, it, this is a great book, William. Uh, a, a book that's yes. written by a gentleman called Russell Burrell. Yes. Um, great writer and uh, one that I had a uh, privilege of, of meeting uh, meeting him a few years ago uh, when he came oh. to visit here in Australia. Great, great, great speaker. Um, and uh, he's written a book called Hope When the World Falls Apart. Uh, this is a great book that you want to get your hands on, a book that will give you hope, um, particularly at this time in Earth's history. Um, th- this book goes through some of the key uh, concepts and teachings, um, uh, not only from the Bible, but also how they have been fulfilled, how, how Bible predictions have been fulfilled uh, throughout history and what does the future hold. And um, this is a great book. And so to get this offer... You, Text the code, this week's code is SA23, to our text line number 0488 And the Faith FM giveaway bot will then reply asking for your details. So if you like this week's uh, book offer uh, titled Hope When the World Falls Apart, text the code word SA23. That's the letters SA and the number 23, no spaces. Text it to 0488 Double eight zero eight double one. Well, look, let's take a break, and when we come back, we're going to begin our new series uh, on the theme of the Bible, the Church, and the Environment. You're listening to Drive Time on Faith FM.
Welcome back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with... Uh, me, Joseph Maticic, and uh, William Awala. And uh, just before the break, I uh, let you know about our book offer, uh, Hope When the World Falls Apart. And, um, yeah, if you've texted in and uh, um, wanted that book offer, you may have just got a, a note there that the um, the offer has expired. Apologies about that. We, we've, we've just corrected that during the break. And um, so, by all means, um, uh, please uh, text in again, SA23. To our number on 0488 and um, then uh, you'll be uh, contacted by the Faith FM giveaway bot, re- uh, replying, asking for your details, and uh, be able to get that book to you. Hope when the world falls apart. So that's that's our book offer. And again, uh, before the break, we were just discussing a little bit about Halloween and uh, how that's uh, becoming more and more uh, celebrated in Australia. We touched on a little bit about uh, what its origins are and uh, what's behind it, and we wanted to hear from you. Uh, What is your response? How have you uh, handled Halloween this weekend where where you may may have been and what what's what's your uh, response to it so if you've got any comments you'd like to share I'd love to hear from you our number again is 0488880811 well this week on drive time we are looking uh, at the whole topic of the bible the church and the environment our question today is going to be Whose responsibility is the environment? Now, the reason we are looking at this is because this is extremely topical. Because this, uh, right this very week, is uh, starting a climate change summit, the United Nations Climate Change Summit in Glasgow in Scotland. World leaders are going to be gathering for this summit, which is going for the next two weeks. The the summit features intense diplomatic negotiations by almost 200 countries about how to tackle the common challenge of global warming. Uh, This, uh, also known as a COP26 uh, climate summit, um, it's just uh, it's just opened this summit, and as as I stated, there there are going to be um, world leaders gathered there from many many countries. Now, this is not the very first such summit. There there have been a number of these summits held over the last number of years, um, and uh, what's interesting is uh, these are starting to build build in momentum, and uh, they are they are starting to get more and more coverage. Uh, on uh, in the news about this summit, uh, you don't need me to to, to remind you that um, our the, the climate uh, the, the issue of climate change and the whole issue of of our environment has become probably the most uh, one of the well, if not the most one of the most significant topics um, globally discussed. And uh, uh, today here on Drive Time, we're we're going to be looking at that. Um, and in particular, we're going to be asking this question about uh, whose responsibility is is the environment. Um, William, I don't know if you have been uh, following a little bit of this, but um, uh, as this summit kicks off in in Glasgow, um, uh, we, uh, we, we 
no doubt we'll, we'll have um, reports coming through um, from, from there. Um, I, I recalled how a little while ago at a, at a previous climate change summit, uh, there was a young, young lady from Sweden, Greta Thunberg, uh, who made world headlines with how she spoke so stridently to the world leaders about the need to take uh, action, for, for governments right. to take action to reduce um, carbon emissions. That's, that's the big thing. You know, our, our climate is changing, the world is warming, and it, it's impacting impacting life here on earth and then there have been these uh, protests and um, marches people with placards in cities uh, around australia and around the world appealing for action um, that that we need to save our planet that's that's the mantra that's been the message that that that, that's that's come out Um, and um, and there's been a quite a lot of publicity even in the lead up to this to this most recent um, uh, uh, summit that's that's taking place over in glasgow Right, uh, COP COP twenty six. Um, the interesting thing, uh, William, also is that um, uh, Pope Francis uh, just yesterday um, in his, which I guess would be his weekly address there in St Peter's in in Rome, but St Peter's Square in Rome, he urged people to pray so that quote the cry of the earth, he said, was heard at the Glasgow summit. Right. Uh, in his comments to the public in St. Peter's Square on Sunday, he told the crowd, and I quote, let us pray so that the cry of the earth and the cry of the poor, he said, is heard by summit participants. Right. And so here we have the world's greatest religious leader weighing in, and, and it's, it's no, no secret that he himself is, has been quite outspoken on the importance of um, uh, needing to protect the environment. Now, William, uh, we want us to look at this from, you know, from a biblical point of view, and in particular the, the question we're asking, and I want to put to you now, is whose responsibility is the environment? Mm. I, I think the, that, the question is simple. I think we all have a responsibility because we all live in, in this beautiful planet we call Earth. And so whether we're religious or not, I think it's just a I think it's just a common sense answer is that we're all, I guess, in some way are responsible. Um so I guess that's probably just the, the, the simplest answer. But just let me get back to your um you were quoting um uh you know, Pope Francis. Um and I think I look, I'm just gonna be open here, uh Joseph. We're in the studio today and look the reason why we're highlighting this because although they're talking about environment and climate change, um, look, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist. So mm. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't have time for conspiracy theorists, but I I personally think that that there is in the name of in caring for the environment that there is something. Um, it could be a precursor to to other things. Uh, and again, I'm not. I'm all for the environment, Joseph. Mm. I'm all for taking care of the environment. I mean, I'm not a, a greenie, as you would say, but, you know, I try to do my little part, as we all do. And obviously, there's some, I think there's others in the world who are more passionate about it than, say, we as Christians are. So, mm. so we have a lot to learn from others who may not have a Christian Judea point of view, and yet they are very passionate about this topic. Um, so, but let me just be open with you, Joseph, and with our listeners today. It strikes me. Uh, is somewhat as odd when saving the earth, quote, saving the earth, it seems to be a, a higher priority for some Christian leaders than the ultimate priority, which is 
to make disciples and to seek and save the lost, as right. Jesus would say. So saving people, so saving the earth is taking precedence over saving people yeah. in a sense. And look, I don't want to be misunderstood by our listeners because part of our, what we're going to talk about today is that as Christians, we definitely have a responsibility. Yeah. But to me, to gather the world leaders, and have a very influential man in Pope Francis saying, we need a, what did he say? Listen to the cry of the earth. I mean, very impassioned statement. And who wouldn't want to get on board with that? Who wouldn't want to say yes to that? But I don't know. There's just a little part of me, Joseph, that thinks that, hang on, world leaders getting together in the name of saving the environment, climate change. Look, I'm not a professional in this by any stretch of the means. I'm just think, seeing it through my lens as a pastor, as a Christian, particularly with my particular understanding of pro- prophecy yeah, yeah, and the, the role Bible of the says. papacy. Let's just be open about it. And look, we're not here to bash any religion, any person. We're simply looking at what's happening. That's what Jesus said in yeah. Matthew 24. These are the signs of the times. And so here is this global summit on in the name of climate change. I'm just thinking... Um, it just strikes me a little bit odd. Now, that's just my take on it. There's people listening and, you know, everyone's got their own perspective on it. So, um, so I'm just going to throw that out there before we jump in. Could there be an agenda behind this is what you're, what you're yeah, saying? Look, yeah, look, just, just, just posing it out yeah. there. Yep, yep. No, no, fair, fair point. Fair yeah. point. And so let me just kind of um, dive right into our talk today, uh, Joseph. And so essentially what we're really doing this week, um, who's re- like the question we're looking at today, um, whose responsibility is the environment? I guess we, we want to answer that, but what we're really trying to do is, I guess what we want to do, Joseph, today on Monday, we want to kind of set the scene, the stage, I guess, for the rest of our presenters. Sure. And what we really want to highlight is this idea of God's gift. Mm-hmm. This idea of this planet we live in, uh, this, this idea of, of planet Earth and, and what kind of we want to touch on, uh, today is this idea of this perfect environment. Before we kind of get into the nitty gritty and mm. all this stuff, we want to kind of go way back to the, the book of Genesis and just highlight a couple of kind of some, some key verses that kind of gives us a picture of this idea of environment. And so when we're talking about uh, this idea of whose responsibility is environment. You know, I'm in the studio. I'm a Christian, Joseph. You're a Christian. So we see through our lens, our worldview as, hey, we go back to the book of the the first book of the Bible, which yeah. is Genesis, which really talks about this idea of, of creation. And what we'll find there, Joseph, is we w- there's this word that I want to kind of bring across to our listeners today. This idea of being a steward. Okay, now or, that's a that's an interesting word, steward. Yeah. Uh, probably not a common word. So, <laughs> okay, help us understand yeah. the word a little bit. Um, so, yeah. So, essentially, uh, Joseph, the word steward it, it just means a manager. Right. So, it's it's mentioned several times in the Bible. And, uh, and it, and it definitely has a, a, there's a biblical principle of being a steward. Now, what does it have to do with this idea of the environment? Well, I'm a Christian. And when we look at the Bible, we understand something quite powerful. The Bible begins with the words, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Right. And so when I think about the environment, I'm thinking it through my Christian lens of God is the one that created the earth. And subsequently created us. Yes. And by virtue of God creating this world, and as we're going to look at in a moment from scripture, God gave us this 
beautiful gift of taking care of the environment. So, so we're kind of going, going right back to the first book. And I just want to say at the outset, um, a steward is a manager. And if I could tack on the first word, a Christian steward, it's really boils down to this, Joseph. It's someone who understands firstly, firstly and foremostly that God is a creator and he's the owner of everything. That's a really important point. God, you said God is the creator and, and the owner. Yep. So, uh, it actually belongs to him. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's not, it's not ours. Um, and so when you're saying a manager, well, that, that, that kind of makes sense. Yep. Uh, you, you've got an owner and an owner, even in a, even if we think of it in a business sense, an owner owns a business, yep. right? Yes. But he points like a manager, sometimes a business managers or finance managers, you know, sometimes there can be more, ma- uh, multiple managers. They don't own the business. Yes. The, the, the business manager doesn't own the business. That's right. But he's responsible for caring for the affairs of the business so that the business runs. Yes. And I think what you're uh, beautifully pointing out here then is the fact that God is the owner of this planet by virtue of him having yeah. having made it. <laughs> um, and that really aligns with um, uh, the fact that um, you know, in the Bible it says that um, you know, he, he created it and and he then gives us to humans yes. to, um, uh, and essentially we are, we are to, be, to be the managers. We are to care for it then to, that, that it, that it yeah. runs. Now, how well we've done about that, well, we can, I think we're going to comment a little bit that more as the week goes on and, yeah. and, and, and further here. But that's, that's a very important point. Mm. And, and I love what you're saying, Joseph, and you, you just touched on it just, just uh, right now when you were talking. So if God is creating an owner of everything, what's beautiful about this idea of stewardship, Joseph, as you mentioned, um, that God actually empowers us as managers, if you will, of the blessings he gives us. And so when we're talking this week about environment, um, you know, for the Christian, this is even more of an, an of accountability, uh, more of a, a uh, response, if you will. Because we see the we see the earth through the lens of of a, of a God that has created this earth, and so just kind of a maybe a brief overview of things I'm hoping to touch on in our in our time today, Joseph is looking at this idea of um, stewardship. Uh, I really want to kind of highlight. Uh, have a good crack at this idea of humanity as stewards from the beginning, and 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 we're gonna. I want to talk about that. We were there's a, there's a section here I want to talk about about how stewardship builds our character, and uh, we I'll just kind of skim over that because there is a sense in which uh, God allows us to be stewards because it, it it's teaching us, it's growing us. Um, we can uh, look at what it looks like today, and mm. and I think behind it all, a stewardship like. Like the gospel, it's really, it's, it's a gift that God gives us. Mm. You know, He allows us to manage His resources. And so I want to touch just, uh, right at the end, this idea of gratitude, because I think, um, you know, as Christians, as, as believers, you know, all good gifts come from God and, and particularly the environment, um, and, and the planet that we live in. So, um, there are a couple of things I want to touch on, but let me just kind of dive into this first idea about, um, Humanity as stewards, this idea of being managers uh, from the beginning. Like, I just need to touch on this probably a, a key verse, um, Joseph, and you would know this very well, Joseph, is um, uh, Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26. 
And it, it says there, Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image according to our likeness. Let them rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every crawling thing that crawls on the earth. That's a pretty powerful statement, mm, Joseph. Mm. It, it tells us something. It tells us that God created, firstly, God created us in his image. But then I think what's even more powerful, it says part of God creating us is he, he, he gives, gave us this privilege, this capacity, as the Bible says, to, to rule over the earth. And, and the, some and, translation says dominion. I was just going to throw that in. That's right. Yeah, to rule over, to have dominion, to subdue the earth. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And I know that um, uh, tomorrow's program on Drive Time is going to take that a little bit further and really look into what is that whole uh, issue of of ruling over, subduing yeah. actually mean. Yeah. yeah. So we've got that, and then if um, so, that's a huge verse, and I'm just kind of touching on some of these key verses um in Genesis, Joseph. So you got Genesis one. Wow, the God, the Bible says we are made in the image of God. I mean, that is another deep dive just in and of itself. But then there's a mention of 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 this idea of dominion being given to our, you know, the first uh, human beings. Uh, in scripture, Adam and Eve. But then there's another text I just want to highlight very quickly, Joseph. Um, we we the next chapter in chapter two in verse fifteen, um, the Bible actually says that God gave Adam and Eve, put them in the garden or the Garden of Eden, mm-hmm. um, to to manage it. And uh, there's a couple of different um translations. It it's um it's phrased to work it and to watch over it. To uh, another translation is to cultivate it, or another translation is to tend it and to keep it. Now that's really interesting yeah. to tend it and to keep it. That that I think re- William really lays the, the 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 biblical foundation. Yes, for for a Christian um, to care really yeah. for the environment. Is yeah. that right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, whose responsibility is it? Well. Yeah, it it, yeah. it is our responsibility yeah. uh, according to to this passage. Yeah. And and so, yeah. So the Bible, um, you know, this is God saying to our first parents, to Adam, says uh, to tend it and to keep it. And so, so here's the big idea. I guess one of these ideas you want to kind of bring across, Joseph. Even in a perfect world, um, God, according to the scriptures, God blessed Adam and Eve with an important stewardship role. Mm. He gave our first parents the job of caring for his creation. So if we're asking the question today, mm. whose responsibility is, well, if you look at the first human beings on planet Earth, according to Scripture, Adam and Eve, it was their responsibility. Yes. And so um, so we see there, and I thought it'd be very, um, I thought we needed to spend a couple of minutes there, Joseph, to just kind of give a, I guess a scriptural basis, like the environment's great and everything, and everyone's got their perspective on it. But for the Christian, this is a big deal mm. because this is the Creator God that's um, that's given uh, our first parents. And by the way, it, it, for us um, as Christians today, that that is still part of God's plan. He's he, we, we are here as stewards, and as you would very well know, Joseph, we don't have time to kind of um, delve into the other areas. But obviously, it's not just environment, it's our body and time and our health and all these beautiful things that the Bible talks about. But we're talking very much today about the environment. And so th- that's kind of a big idea um, that stewardship really it, it springs from from 
the very first book of the Bible, creation. It's not something that just kind of was added, you know, somewhere because it's a contemporary issue. So, hey, Christians are trying to jump in on it or something. No, no, no. This is goes right back to the very essence of humanity. They were created, the Bible says. And and then the Bible says that God instructed our first parents to tend and to keep the island. Mm. And in my kind of picture, as Joseph, as you would have a pastor's imagination, I mean, what the earth would have looked like back in this pre um, this this world where there was no death, no suffering, no pollution, no you know climate. It, it was picture perfect, Joseph. Yeah, yeah. And yet God um, instituted our first parents to, hey, I want you to take care of 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 this beautiful planet. And uh, I think back then, I think that it would have been a joy uh, for for Adam and Eve. It would have been a gift, you know, for them to not only discover the earth and, and how beautiful God had created the earth, but then they were in charge of it. And I think so. So when we're talking today, Joseph, about whose responsibility is it, from the Christian point of view, it is definitely uh, impinging upon, um, upon humanity um, because God created us. And he said to our first parents that we are to take care of the earth. So, yes, yeah, so we have a, I guess, a moral obligation, uh, Joseph. This is, as I said, it's not just a contemporary thing, but this really goes back to the very creation, uh, you know, right there at the beginning of the Bible. I think that's a really important thing that you stated there, William, to, to, to highlight the fact that, um, caring for the, the environment, caring for our world, is is not something that we sort of just jump jump on board now. This this actually has well, it actually has Christian origins. Really, it, yep. it should have. And um, uh, but but what you're really highlighting there is the reason. Yeah, the reason that we are to care for what's coming through loud and clear here from the biblical point of view is because God created this planet. Yes, God created the world, and He entrusted it to humans, as you said, as His stewards or as His managers to. To, to care for it, um, along with other everything else that we've been entrusted mm. with, with life, with um, our talents, uh, with well, there I say it, you know, even with money. Um, uh, these yes. are, these are these are all you know um, time, time as well. These are various gifts that that, that God yeah. God has given us, but uh, our world yeah, it has been given to us. By a loving creator God, uh, reminds me of Psalm 19 where it says that the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Amen. Um, and so, uh, I, you know, all this talk about climate change and needing to care for the world, I, I don't seem to hear in that message that we need to care for it because it's, it's, it's God's. I don't hear that. Right. It's, it's more, oh, we need to protect it because it's, you know, our existence depends on it kind of thing. And so, um, that's something that's worth exploring a little bit further on. Look, that's really, really good, uh, William, what you've pointed out. Uh, look, we, we need to take a quick break. Sure. And, um, and then we'll come back as we look at this a uh, little bit more, this whole idea of whose responsibility is, is the environment. Um, uh, William, before we go to the break, though, uh-huh. um, we have actually uh, received a, a little bit of response oh, uh, good. from our listeners. Now, all right, uh, this, there's this, someone th- out there. Great, this is great. <laughs> um, uh, William, this is relating to um, a question a little bit earlier uh, regarding Halloween. Yeah, um, and uh, thank you. We got a message here from from Robert. Uh, Robert has asked a question, William, that I want to put to you. Okay, his question is this: <laughs> What does a Christian do when there's a spirit present in the home? Wow. What does a Christian do when there's a spirit present in the home? Yeah. What, 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 yeah, what does a Christian do there? 
I think my first gut response is, um, you know, I think it's James that talks about, I know this is not diverging, but it says if someone's sick, get the elders to come and pray for that yeah. particular person. I would say um, if if the – what was the question here? If the place is uh, – When there's a spirit, a spirit present in the home. Okay, yeah. Well, obviously you're dealing with a spiritual um, uh, situation. You know, Paul talks about where we wrestle against the spiritual darkness. So that yep. is a very real reality. I guess my gut response to that would be um, – Contact your your local pastor, your minister, someone. You know, this is what I'll do. If my church member come to me and said, "Pastor, I've, uh, there's some weirdness going on in my house. What can you help me?" I think the first thing I do is I would take a couple of my elders, or you know, a few of us, uh, those who are very connected spiritually, I guess, you know, prayer wise and whatnot, and we'd just go to the house and probably just start it off with with just claiming that place for God, you know. And so I, I would say probably prayer would be a big thing. And then there's probably, um, probably talk to the person because mm. sometimes, now I'm not trying to say this to anybody, but I, I remember a pastor back in Sydney, um, um, back in uh, the early 2000, Pastor Frank Tassoni. He's uh, probably since retired now, an Italian pastor. And, um, one particular Sabbath after lunch, Joseph, um, I hang around there, we're eating lunch and then he was going off to, Exactly this, uh, Robert's question to go to a house because there was a particular, a lady that was somehow, you know, mm. and he used varying levels of, of what he would call like the spiritual, you know, attacks or whatever. And so, um, I remember he, pa- Pastor Frank, uh, used the word, um, harassed or I don't know. So yes. he had, he, he knew certain degrees of how, you know, involved this person was. But anyway, what he told us to do was, he went with a couple of the the elders, and I stayed back with a few, and we were praying back at the church. So I guess uh, to answer Robert's question, what would I do? I would probably pray firstly, and then what you could probably do is I would probably talk to the person who's living there. Sometimes, not all the time, Joseph, but there may be things that that person's doing in the house that may be, in a sense, inviting them. Yeah, yeah, providing now, providing the devil yeah. a bit of a foothold. Yeah, yeah. There's yep. a pastor I was in uh, North South Wales conference with, uh, uh, Pastor Quinton from Kempsey Church, and he said that he he had this really. It was basically a, a house that was spiritually attacked, and he mm. talked about a picture that was basically moving. You yeah. know, it was. It was crazy. Yeah, scary. And so scary. he was kind of admonishing them to basically take some of these things out of the house. Yeah. That's yep. why I'm raising that question. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I think good. two things, prayer yep. and, you know, get get together with that person and just highlight, you know, things that they may be doing or things they may even have in the house. Yeah, yeah. No, so um, not to creep anybody out, but, you know, yeah. So yeah. I'll probably leave it at that. Yeah, no, that's good. Thank you very much for, for that uh, that response. Look, uh, we do need to take a quick break. Yeah. Um, we're here talking about um, the Bible, the church, and the environment. And so let's enjoy this little bit of music, which uh, actually reminds us that this is our Heavenly Father's world. Here's Chris Rice. This is my Father's world, and to my listening ears, all nature sings and around me rings the music of the spheres. This is my Father's world, I rest me in the 
That was Chris Rice singing This Is My Father's World. You're tuned to Faith FM, Drive Time, big Q&A with myself, Joseph Matichich, and joined today by William Mawala. And, uh, yeah, appreciate getting your feedback um, to our discussion here on, on our show today. We have um, even a response that's come through here, uh, William, from uh, a listener, Helen. Okay. Um, enjoying the, uh, the program, she says, and she's just made a, a reference to what we talked about just before the break. Right. Uh, in response to the question about what does a Christian do when there's a spirit present in your home. Right. Uh, Helen says here, when demons are there, we need to pray, pray, and pray. Command oh, the demons yes. to leave through the name of Jesus. Uh, I, amen to that, Helen. Yep. Then invite the Holy Spirit to take over. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you, Helen. And uh, that's that's really, really good uh, good advice there. So, William, look, here we are looking at, um, on Drive Time, the whole topic of the Bible, the church and the environment. And before the break, uh, we were exploring the question, whose responsibility is the environment? And you brought out that according to... Um, according to the Bible, the Bible tells us that God created this world and yes. he has given it to us. It's a gift to us as humans where the Bible says that we are to tend it and to keep it. Yes. So it's, it's our responsibility. We're to manage it. Amen. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's, that's really what we're looking at. I mean, but how well have we done? Well, maybe you're going to say yeah. a little bit more about that and, and something else. So, yeah. So I guess there's a couple of things I want to kind of mention, uh, 
before our, our time is up today, Joseph. So I, I just wanted to highlight the idea that stewardship is is definitely rooted in the Bible. Yes. And if you're a Christian listening to our program today, um, this is something that should be part of of your worldview is mm. what's happening in our world. And so, you know, so on one hand, this um, you know, this uh, big you know summit that's happening um, is in a sense, in general, a good thing. In in general, in a general sense, so the COP two COP twenty six, you know, they got particular goals and you know what they want to accomplish. Um, so, on the one hand, it, taking care of the environment is a good thing, and uh, as I was saying at the top of the show, um, you know, there was just my understanding is. You know, when Christian leaders get together uh, in the name of the environment, you know, I kind of just have this, no, I'm generally in agreement, but then there's another part of me that kind of looking at the scriptures, looking at how uh, how events unfold, particularly in prophecy, I'm kind of keeping my eyes glued mm. to what's going on. So, but right now, it's in the name of, of caring for the environment. And like I said earlier... Who who is not in in favor of caring for the environment? I'm just saying, as as a world Christian leaders, you know, to be um, championing the cause on the world stage, you know, it's just something I find very very interesting. So, yes. so yes. that observation. Uh, let me just come kind of a couple of thoughts before we um, close up today, Joseph. Um, on the one hand, we were talking about uh, God as creating humanity, Genesis mm. one twenty six. God giving our first parents this idea of this stewardship responsibility to take care of the earth. I just wanted to kind of end on this idea, Joseph, and what's really happening today is that creation as we know it, our planet, Joseph, it has been plundered because man has abandoned God's ideal. Now, I'm just going to put it out there. The reason why we're having climate change and all of these problems in our world today, um, you know, with respect to the environment, and I'm thinking of some things like such as pollution. I'm thinking such things as climate change, things such as erosion, uh, things such as loss of biodiversity, um, misuse of natural resources. I mean, the list goes on, Joseph. And so all I'm saying today is kind of a, a, a kind of a final thought, as it were, is that humanity has lost their picture of God. And when they've lost their idea of God's ideal, Man has become greedy. Man has been all about themselves, and they see nothing but the earth as as a, a, a means to generate money. And so, you know, that's a sad state of our our environment today. Because essentially, what man has done is we have abandoned this Judeo Christian perspective that we have a responsibility, a moral responsibility, to take care of this beautiful planet we call home. That's really significant, William, because you know, we have been asked, instructed by God to tend it and to keep it. Yes. And what you're saying is that uh, humans um, have actually uh, n- not done that, but what they've done is they've used it to to, um, to benefit themselves. Yes. And, and really the, it's been driven by self-centeredness. And really, self is essentially the heart of what what sin is. Uh, humans uh, going their way, promoting self—that that's really what sin is. Yes. 
and that, and so they they've used and abused the planet, um, its resources, and plundered it, as you said, um, in order to, uh, to to build bigger and better and faster and, and to to advance advance themselves uh, with no regard for for our for our Creator yeah. God, yeah. Um, to whom whom we are ultimately accountable. And yeah. so that's that's why we, uh, as you said, are in the situation that we are with with our planet. Exactly. And I just kind of more of a general appeal to our listeners audience is you know to come back to the bible you know the bible is it's a relevant book joseph it's a book that is as fresh today as was when it was written centuries ago and the principles that the things that we are faced with as a as a human race with climate change and all of this stuff in the environmental space it's really telling us something we have lost what it means to be human in the sense that we've lost who we are. Now, I'm speaking from a Christian point of view. We've lost this notion that the earth is a gift from God, mm. and we have been put on this planet to reflect God. Now, I know that's not today's topic, but mm. we were here to reflect the love and the grace and the the goodness of God and also to take care of this beautiful planet. And so I appeal to our listeners as, as you know, this World Summit convenes in the UK over the next few days. It's good. But when we look at the Bible, there is definitely this sense in which we are accountable. So whose responsibility? I would like to answer. It's our responsibility. And, um, and, and particularly when we look at it through this, uh, this Christian perspective. Mm. So. Yeah, why don't you just finish with a prayer yeah. for us, William? That's, yeah, that's, certainly. That's let's, let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this beautiful teaching of stewardship. We thank you for this beautiful planet that you give us to live in. But Lord, mankind has become greedy and we have destroyed this earth with its lush resources and, and we are just skimming it for what it's worth, Lord, because man has lost their picture of God. Father, as we delve into this topic this week, be with our listeners and help us to see this beautiful world in which we live in as a gift from you. And so be with our listeners today, be with our presenters this coming week. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, friends, it looks like our time's up for today here on Drive Time. Thank you for joining myself, Joseph Matichic and William Mawala. Join us tomorrow when uh, here on Drive Time, Gary Hodgkin will be with Eric Hall looking at a very interesting question, and that is, should humanity subdue the earth? I hope you can tune in then. But in the meantime, please remember what Jesus said when he said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May God richly bless you.